Hello, and welcome to Brace and Ren 3 Direct-to-Video. My name is Brace Henderson, I'm one of the co-hosts of this podcast. Today we'll be discussing The Little Mermaid 2, Return to the Sea, as well as House of the Dragon, Episode 7, and, uh, Ren, the biggest news, a community movie. That's right, six seasons in a movie, it's finally happening. Yeah. Um, Ren, please don't talk, I haven't introduced you yet. Yeah, sorry, that's my bad. Come on. Uh, and with me as always, I mean... Is one run on Fontes. Ren, how are you doing? Bryce, I'm you can doing talk great. Now. I, I just heard that there's going to be a community movie. Just now? Just now, on this podcast, Bryce and Ren. Even though it's been like a week? Yeah. Wow. I'm happy for us. Um, you think it'll be good? So, well, so hold on. Which do you think will be better? The Mario movie or the community movie? I think I think the community movie has a much higher chance of being better. Okay. Yeah, than the I Mario think movie. Mario's I think Mario's fighting an uphill battle with Illumination. Okay. Do we think that the Mario movie is going to have I know that the Nintendo Direct thing says no game announcements to be made. Is there going to be a game that's launched directly alongside the movie? They're they they wouldn't be so stupid not to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you think it'll It'll be like? It Mm -hmm. might not be like a mainline Mario game. It could be like some nonsense, like Mario Party shitter, like Mario Jog. Yeah, Mario Mario Jog. You just run with Mario, uh, in your (laughs) living room. It's like, I don't know. I kind of wonder what that looks like. Um, because. You know, growing up, Ren, it was not uncommon for every single box office film to have a, like, Spider-Man DS or yeah. uh, Wild Thornberry's movie DS. Like, you know, like, they all would have a very bad video game version. And so it's like, would Nintendo be bold enough to make a Mario the Movie game? I don't know. Oh. I, I don't think they do that, mm-hmm. but I do think they try to synergize in some way. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I I, I would assume that they will, and we'll see what they do. Um. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I agree that it'll be not a mainline game. I think that we're gonna get a mainline game with it. Uh. Could it be like Mario Odyssey two, but like half Mario of the world? Odyssey's the S is a two. Okay, sure. But but half of the uh, worlds are, like, inspired by or based off of Mario the movie starring Eddie Murphy. I can't wait to go to Seth Rogen world. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm assuming just his regular house will be in the film. Seth Rogen's? Yeah, he's he's Donkey Kong, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, Seth Rogen had, like, he was also in the hit animated movie, uh, I believe it was called, like, Wiener Party or something like that. Sausage Party? That's the one. Wiener House. Do you think some of his lines in this, who is he voicing? Toad? Uh, no, he's voicing Donkey Kong. Right, you just said that. So do you think some of the lines will be the same as what he said yeah, in Sausage Fest? Yeah, I think Fest? for, like, a lot of these actors, they're just gonna, like, reuse lines from their TV shows and movies. Yeah. Like, oh most of Mario and Luigi's dialogue is just gonna be, like, Andy from Parks and Rec and Charlie from yeah. Always Sunny. 
Did you see that? Is Charlie Day involved with this? He's Luigi. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Um. So have you seen the poster? I have seen the poster. Is it funny to you at all? I don't know if it's it. It struck me as a little bit odd that Mario is facing like he's facing away, so we don't see his face. Almost as if that's gonna be a big reveal. Does that concern you at all? They're turning it into one. Yeah. It's like, what... I, I think we're going to see mustache textures on a level we never have before. You Oh, so you think it's more the animation that they're... Like, mm-hmm. I was thinking that we're going to see him and he's going to look, like, very grotesque. Like, a horrible, they really fucked it up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, they're hiding it from us because um, they don't want to make us upset. Similar to how uh, in the Black Panther advertising they've been you know kind of hiding that they made her the next black panther because i think they're realizing that was a big mistake um (laughs) so yeah i wonder if you know we're gonna find out that you know mario's face has been really mismanaged in the animation here it's like just a regular human skin texture it looks too real thanks ren i hate it I Give hate him it. A regular shaped nose. Yeah, I'm picturing him having like, uh, like as if he used to have a beard, but the beard's now been shaved off. But it's still really oh, like, you, you stubbly. Think have like a little bit of stubble, like some band aids and stuff to cover up some scrapes. Um, bags under his eyes. <laughs> he's tired. Mario is exhausted. <laughs> Can't yeah. wait to hear Chris Pratt's performance. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I just I don't know. It's weird that we don't see his face in the poster. It's It's gotta be the mustache. Because they show us the toads, and the toads look great. Like, the stuff, the animation style looks really cutesy. Yeah, it, it looks faithful to what you would imagine mm-hmm. a Mario movie should look like. Yeah. Um, it's just the only thing that'll be unfaithful is once they open up their mouths and Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong starts talking about his wild sausage party. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, um. Well, Ren. So, the Little Mermaid two. What about it? I, I mean, we're obligated to talk about it. <laughs> it can be for as long or as a short amount of time as you'd like. Um, Did you like this hour and fifteen minute film? Yes. So right before, right before I dove into um, us talking on podcast, I had asked you if you had watched the whole thing, and you said yes. And I asked you to define that, and you said uh, that it was up on your screen for the full time. Yeah. So, <laughs> did you? Um, was there any usage of the like skip fifteen seconds button on your end? No, no, I never skip through these. That's so impressive, Ren. If I'm going to suffer, I'm going to suffer. I I definitely, you know, that button is burned into my screen now. I I won't blame you if you skipped through all the penguin and walrus stuff, but that's the stuff I'm part of, like, the most excited to discuss. They were... how bad it is. They were disastrous. Abysmal. Yeah. Probably, like, the worst example... Of, like, the Disney Toon new characters we've seen. Yeah. I wish they that... They came out of nowhere. They showed up, like, a good, like, 40 minutes in. Yeah. And then and then they were plastered all over the thing. Like, Melody goes from being uh, at home. And then she's, like, in Antarctica. 
and then she's back home, but now the penguins and the, the walrus thing are okay where Melody lives. They live with her now. Gross. They're just a part of this movie now. They're disgusting. Their voices were weird. Uh, It was not... Yeah, I didn't like it. <laughs> I didn't you know, like them. They would have been the main characters of the uh, Little Mermaid cartoon. Yeah, they would have been. Um... In fact, like, it wouldn't surprise me if the reason why they exist is because it was, like, some concept art found from early in the Little Mermaid days that Disney Toons latched onto. Scrapped Timon and Pumbaa concept art. Yeah, and it was like, oh, we gotta, we gotta get the walrus and the penguin in there. Did they sing? Did they get a song? I think they have a song. Yeah. Um... The music okay. in this was very bad, so I didn't, I didn't remember much of it. Yeah, I had written, this is the same terrible Beauty and the Beast music. <laughs> um, it was it was not good. You could tell, like, what makes the, the music, I think, more sad is when it's, like, uh, imitation. Like, it's clearly imitating. It wants to remind you of the song you already like. Yeah, and it's like, I would rather them do a um, Aladdin 3? Two, which one opened up with Arabian Nights? Do they both? I think it's both. Yeah, I'd rather them just do that. Just give us more of the same. Give us the cut part of your world sound. I don't want to. I don't want to even hear them try. Yeah. You know they try their best and it's never enough. No, no. I so. Uh. I. Got it, Ren. I got this movie. I understood the plot. Uh, <laughs> you feel like you get the gist? I got the gist about probably 30 minutes in. And I said, okay, let's let's check out the skip button and see if there's anything I'm really missing. Um, I did, you know, the polar bear... Not the polar bear, the walrus and the penguin for sure stuck out to me. Um, the... Uh, so, everything about the climax in which Melody has the trident and Ariel's like, don't give it to her. And Melody's like, considering. And then the sea witch is like, oh, give it to me. She never told you you were a mermaid. Um, sea witch, Bryce? You mean Ursula's crazy sister. Yeah, the Kraken lady. Who is also voiced by Ursula. <laughs> and sounds like Ursula. <laughs> This it was. I feel like this movie had like a special audacity that like even <laughs> Lion King two or like Return of Jafar didn't have. Like it's not like Aladdin two introduced a new character named Blafar, but like he still sounds and acts just like Jafar. They just they just brought him back. It'd be like if Lion King's Lion King's two main villain mm-hmm. was like Lar instead of whatever it is now. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was like, I was, that, the whole thing was disappointing. The, it was reverse Little Mermaid, but not in an exciting way. There was no, there was no excitement to watching our main character here turn into a mermaid and go under the sea. Because. She's been banned from water her whole life. Yeah, because once she got down there, it wasn't even like, watch her. Um, we gotta talk about Flounder at one point, but it wasn't even, like, watch her, (laughs) watch her, watch her interact with, um, 
like the characters that we know and love. It was like watch her be off on her own, kind of, and then just get the trident. She meets uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. What? The kid with the Leo haircut. Okay, yeah. You skipped too much, I think. Is there an actual conversation there? Or is it? I thought it was just like a meet cute. I mean, that's it. Okay, that's what I thought. That's that's lit because that's like the one thing she does down there in the water. Yeah. She meets this random boy and then he's gone. Yeah. Rip. Um. Okay. So. Uh, let's. Uh, you want to talk about this? Got yeah, fun facts. Yeah, I have some fun facts. I have some trivia. Okay. What is it? Uh, all right. Unlike the film and even her mother, Ariel, which the latter was generally mixed, Melody, the main character, was generally well-received by both critics and Little Mermaid fans. What do you think? Do you like Melody? Uh, she sounded whiny. You think she sounded whiny? From the moment she opened her mouth. I don't like little kid characters. No. Yeah, she... Uh, I don't know if this is true, and... um. I don't want to spend any moment in my life looking it up, but it sounded like she was voiced uh, simultaneously by all of the six main uh, Rugrats voice actors. She was voiced by the 27-year-old Tara Strong. Yeah, that's the one. She's like, she's got a quite the record. Yep, huge Tara uh, Strong. filmography. Yeah. Uh, she's Melody like, is actually one of her favorite roles. That's unfortunate. You want to that's know what one of my favorite roles is, Ren? What? Dinner rolls. Good one. Thank you. Or, uh, uh here's. Do you know what Jay Leno's? Say? Jay Leno? What about him? Do you know what his favorite role is? What's his favorite role? Rolls Royce. Oh, because he likes cars. Yeah. Alright, that's a good one. Do you know what, uh, um, a candy connoisseur's favorite role is? What? Tootsie Roll. I've never heard of that candy before. Do you want me to keep going? Are you good? I'm good. Three is, three is enough. That's, that's you know, it was three. funniest. It reached its climax. Reached the funniest it could ever be. Uh, do you want more, want more trivia? Yeah, 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 yeah. Lay it on me, Ren. All right, all right, all right. Uh, Amanda Bynes, Hilary Duff, Lindsay Lohan, and Britney Spears were considered for the role of Melody. All better. You think they'd all be better choices? Mm-hmm. Oh, here's a good one. Melody is the very first human-merperson hybrid in history, making her birth a significant historic moment in both human and Atlantican history. Okay, who I found this on IMDb. Do they recognize? Okay. <laughs> Do they recognize this as a uh, animated film? This is real history. This is a cartoon. It's basically a documentary. <laughs> Uh, what was the name of the city? Like, Atlantis. Atlantarian or something like that? Atlantica? Atlantica. Yeah, sounds like they... Disney didn't want to get their uh, properties mixed up. Oh, I get it. Because of the Atlantis movie. Yeah, we'll get there, don't worry. Uh, Milo's Revenge. (laughs) Milo's... (laughs) <laughs> the word is definitely not revenge. 
it's, it's, I would assume return. I assume that in I'm the same sure way that this return. this movie is returning to the sea. Which, by the way, did you know? Here's a fun fact. So the movie was just called The Little Mermaid 2. And then, believe it or not, um, in true total outcry, about 86% of DVD and videotape copies of this movie that were purchased were returned to the sea. Uh, which is where the uh, <laughs> second title of this movie eventually was tacked on. Like like when Return of Jafar added Aladdin 2. It's just like that. It's People just like that. It. No. Did you know? So you know how there's a giant plastic mass floating in the middle of the ocean? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, 30% of that is Little Mermaid 2 propaganda. And by that, I mean copies of it. Melody Island? Yeah. It's painful. It's very painful. Um, yeah, Lizzie McGuire is Melody. I would have been about that. I probably they could have, like they could have even brought in like the Lizzie McGuire character from the, <laughs> show, the cartoon. Cartoon. Just use that one. <laughs> oh, okay. I like that idea. <laughs> I like that idea. Uh, the Ariel's her... daughters, Melody and Lizzie McGuire. Yeah, she'd give the little sass uh, every time Ariel would be like, don't go near the water. What do we think, by the way, about, was it Ariel who was, like, playing near the sewer pipe? Uh, yeah, she she had her feet in the sewers. Yeah. And she felt connected. Just disgusting. Wanted to fill the ocean again by any means necessary. Yeah. Eric walks in and Ariel's standing one foot in the toilet. Eric steps out. Yeah. Ariel, what are you doing? I just wanted to feel the water on my skin. She oh, definitely man. does that, like, all the time. She, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when, yeah, when they sit down at dinner, they have to give her two, like, cups of water, one of which she drinks, the other one she just pours on herself. Yeah. Definitely, those are just quirks that come with living in the ocean for the majority of your life. Yeah, you gotta learn how to live with it somehow. Yeah. Okay. Um, any other fun facts? Uh, throughout the times during the Antarctica settings, mm. no human would be able to survive the cold climate without the proper article of clothing. Okay. That's a. This is another. This is probably made by the same Basically, person. Basically, our whole cast should be dead. Yeah. Um, this footage should have never existed because no one should have been able to capture it. Uh, because they would have been dead. Okay. Great. This is good. Um, Red, can I ask you a question? You may. How deep would you bring a baby underwater? How deep would I bring a baby underwater? Yeah. Submerge. Like, full submerge? Yeah. Okay. Like, wh why not, right? I mean, I'll, I'll bring them right out. <laughs> oh, man. This opening sequence... This is after the opening sequence, Rand, is what made me say I can I can hit the skip button a few times here. For me, it was Sebastian saying it's Ursula's crazy sister that really set <laughs> the whole tone for me. I wrote that and down at too. At that moment, I knew. All right, I, I don't gotta use my brain too much. Yeah, I wrote that down too. It's Ursula's crazy sister. Um, That's just how we're explaining it. Okay. She shows right up to the wedding uninvited. In front of, is, does he go by Poseidon or King Triton? He's King Triton King here, Triton. right? So in front of King Triton, kidnaps his granddaughter, 
uh, holds the granddaughter hostage and then uh, skillfully escapes without uh, being caught by him. He looks for like an hour and is like, listen, I can't find her anywhere. She must be like she disappeared. He own isn't he the ocean? Isn't that his gig? He's the king of the ocean. So he should be able to find someone. Uh, he shouldn't have given up after one hour, you know? No. That, that it, just seems like poor searching. It's huge ramifications on Bad the leadership. future of this. Uh, and that Melody can now never grow up knowing she's her mom used to be a mermaid and her grandfather is the king of the ocean. Um, Yeah, huge bummer. And like Ariel's like, Dad... She can't ever see you again. And he's like, okay. I understand. <laughs> I was just looking for an excuse. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. visits are becoming a bit too frequent and inconvenient for him. Yeah. Like, at first it started like once a week. Now it's every other day. Do we think it's possible he paid Ursula's crazy sister to show up? I mean, he stopped searching after one hour. Yeah. You tell me. Yeah. <laughs> Here, come put on the show. Uh, and, you know, I'll owe you big time in the future. Mm -hmm. I just watched Hercules. Hades did this with, uh, his brother's son. Man. Um, also, Ariel is one of, like, 35 kids, isn't she? She has a bunch of sisters, yeah. A ton. Why is she- Ariel, B-Real, C-Real, D-Real. Yeah, her sister Serial. Um, why (laughs) is she anything special? Why is she special? Yeah. She finds all the weird shit and has a cave. Okay. Oh no, Ren. Isn't that enough to be special in your eyes? No, it means that she probably needs some attention. That's what it means. Well, now she lives on land and has a whole castle. Mm Mm-hmm. She'll never need for friends again. Yeah, except she does. It's like Into the Woods. This is this is Into the Woods Act 2. And Ursula's crazy sister is the giant. And she's falling on top of us. Yeah. <laughs> um, Ren. Yeah. So you're sitting in a chair and you're given the option of having to watch The Little Mermaid 2 return to the sea a hundred times. Okay. Um... If you fall asleep, you can fall asleep, but if you wake up, it has to immediately resume. And you can't do anything else. You're strapped to the chair while it's on. Or get uh, stepped on by a giant. Which would you choose? I... So it's either you're making me choose between certain death versus possible death. <laughs> um, and I, just to be clear, certain death would be returned to the sea. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know. You could... Okay. What if it was like, you're gonna be squished by a giant in 24 hours? And I just dig a hole. So, yeah. So, you could, like, plan, maybe. Or, like, put yourself on a fridge like Indiana Jones does whenever there's a situation. And then the fridge will deflect the, uh... Mm-hmm. The giant's foot. Yeah. Would you be... Would someone live through that? The whole, like, in a fridge, uh, stepped on by a giant. It's in a movie, so yeah, right? Well, okay. Yeah. I've been into Into the Woods lately, Ren. Yeah, you like that one. 
I do. I always like it. But the the Sarah Bareilles, the Sarah Bareilles cast just came out with their album yesterday, so it's been good. Check it out. It's on Spotify. Into the Woods. Volumes one and two. Yeah. Um, you not so much. It's hard, like it's hard for me to listen to it and think anyone can not like it. But also, I understand a little bit. I I I can't. I just don't. You enjoy like it. Re- you like revile it. I do. It's one of my least favorites. I just don't understand. It's magical. It's pure magic. It's whimsical. Like it touches at your heartstrings. Children will listen. I don't know what that means, but maybe they will. I find it irritating yeah. on a profound level. And it's, it's like how you dislike Barry. Oh yeah. No, I still I still haven't seen Barry, but I bet it's like how you dislike Barry. Okay, it probably is. Barry's one twisted dude. <laughs> so twisted is that morales. Uh, stranger guy in Into the Woods. The stranger guy? You mean his father? You mean his son like that? <gasps> yeah. Big twist. Oh, did I spoil it for you? Do you always stop listening to Into the Woods right before that part? Yeah, I shut shut it off right after um where does that go to? I think is that that's last midnight. I end the witch is dead and so is my, you know, chance of finishing the show. If I'm watching it live, I'll get up and walk out. <laughs> yeah. That would be such a funny part to just stand up and leave. Yeah, and I make a scene of it too. Like I make sure to bring some M&Ms and then I spill them all over the ground as I shuffle my way through the aisle and say, "Excuse me, the show's over." The show's over. Excuse me, I have to go. The show is over. Um, and it you always exit. You slam the door. <laughs> I yell, everyone. You can leave now. It's over. In the middle you start of clapping. Yeah, really aggressively. I stand up. I do an applause. <laughs> Why aren't they bowing? Why are they singing? Still. And, they, and they'd have to keep acting. Yeah. They have to. So, not not even, like, like, I, like, not even, both of the acts, you're, like, they're bad. This whole show is bad from top to bottom. It's just not for me, alright? Like, it's long, it's boring. Oh, man. I, I don't really like the music. My life would be so different, I want, like, I wonder if it would be so different if it was not the first show I ever, like, was exposed to. Really? This was the first musical you were exposed to? Yeah, my parents had the, like, DVD recording of the original Broadway cast. Uh, and they sat me down, I watched it with them, they only showed me the first half, and then a few years later they showed me, you know, the full thing. And I was like, oh my god, there's more. Oh my god, it's dark. It's edgy, it's cool, it's hip. Milky white. Milky white? <laughs> <laughs> the big takeaway it's cool it's hip milky white yeah yeah so, um okay goddamn show it's great um unlike little mermaid return to the sea which is less great you where... think so you don't think they're equal in quality well you might <laughs> which would you rather i wouldn't i wouldn't do that that to into the woods that's too mean for would you 40 return to the seas versus uh 20 watch throughs of into the woods Oof. <laughs> those both sound awful 
Into the Woods is long, too. That's why I said 20. I felt like, I don't know if the time equals it's, out that way. That but... still feels like it would be more. <laughs> yeah, you'd be uh, tearing your like ears out during the reprise of Agony uh, every time. <laughs> yeah. Um, Eric. I feel like we get a lot of Eric in this movie. You think so? I think we get more Eric than we did in the first one, and I think he's a bit of a doofus. I haven't seen the first one since I was, like, three years old. Yeah. I'll have to take your word on it. Yeah. I felt like he was barely in this movie. He, the part where Melody's, like, getting ready, and he, like, leaves and then comes back. I don't know. He's just a doofus. It's me, your dad. Yeah. The chef, this chef... Axes Melody's party after a boy gets crabbed. The chef attacks Melanie's party after a boy gets crabbed? Yes. So, there's a boy that, like, Melody is, like... Is he a suitor, do you think? Yeah, he must be a suitor from another kingdom. Okay, so cousins? Yeah, cousins. Okay. I'll, uh... First, the dragon. first cousins. Yes. Um... Oh my god, it's wild. No, hold on. I'll get get to there in a moment. Um, <laughs> yeah. So a possible suitor. Everyone else is like, this girl is weird. Like she's yeah, bizarre. Yeah, she talks to fish. Uh, yeah, she only wears pajamas. Mm-hmm. She's strange. Barefoot. And then she comes in, and things seem to be going well for her until she has Sebastian tied up, like in her dress, and Sebastian then pincers the boy. And he screams. Uh, Sebastian screams. Sebastian then gets hunted down uh, by a chef, and the chef takes out an axe on him. Uh, it was big. What did you think of this scene? Big, big moment. You never want to go too big, right? That's Dennis's big rule. Do you think that it did not go too big? I think Sebastian should have died here. Should we, yeah, is is that what Little Mermaid 2 Return to the Sea was missing? A, a true character death? I mean, they killed Jafar. They killed Andy Dick in The Lion King 2. Yeah. Who does uh, Little Mermaid 2 kill? No one. They all live. That's the secret ingredient. No, well, they did, they kind of killed off a character. Um, I mean, it sounds like they fed Flounder, like, uh, 60 packs of cigarettes. He's a man now. He, what did they do to him? He's a man, he has a job. He's yeah. overcome his like own personal struggles in life. Yeah. Why is he the only character that's aged? <laughs> the only one. Everyone else exact same. Poor Flounder is like, he's clearly balding. He has a ton of kids. He's not happy. He's overweight. He's definitely overweight. He has like a beer belly. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I feel bad. That they he's did this been, like, to Flounder. Laid off twice. He's in between work. Yes. <laughs> he's collecting. Like, I don't know. I just worry. Um, I want like, did Flounder piss off someone after the first one? I think not having Ariel around kind of made everyone realize, all right, you know, Flounder, you're just kind of a leech. Mm-hmm. So we're exiling you from the palace. You can yeah. live on the outskirts. Mm-hmm. And then you know he like. Life kind of falls apart. He's uh, he stops going to his community service and stuff. Yeah. And then eventually, 13 years later, it's Little Mermaid 2. 
He's got six kids, uh, no wife in sight, no job, yeah. no money, no yeah. prospects. You know what happened? <laughs> Where did it all go wrong for Flounder? Uh, I would watch a Flounder movie. Yeah, you'd watch a Flounder Return to the Sea? I'd watch maybe like a, a Fall from Grace story with him. Right, like, like a Paradise Lost. Uh, Maybe. I'm not familiar. But that's the story of how Lucifer was cast out of heaven. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'd watch that. Uh, I was thinking in the presentation style, it could be like a, um, like, where are they now kind of gig. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Like the final episode of The Office. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but just about Flounder and about how everything's fallen apart. Yeah, like a like, Ken Burns right. documentary. Let's uh, let's finance it. Let's okay. get in touch with Disney. <laughs> so first, we get the finances, and then we get <laughs> in touch with Disney. <laughs> I want them to take it seriously. Yeah. Uh, what is it? Uh, you can make more money with a flop than with a hit. Is that what we're going for yep. here? Do we want to try to producers Disney? We we can do it. Yeah, springtime for we can, flounder. We can, make, we can make a certified flounder flop. Flounder flounders. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's... We could say, like, Disney, you made Maleficent, which was, a, you know, you took a character that people knew and made it a character that people know. You could take Flounder, a character that people never think about, and make it someone who people have to think about. It's the next Joker waiting to happen. It is. We get, like, some edgy... Like, who's the one who's, um... Uh, I was gonna say Army... Is it Army Hammer? Is that his name? The Cannibal? Yeah. Okay, so I was thinking him. him. He's Flounder. Could be him, or, um... There's another... I don't... have the guy who uh, directed Chernobyl do Flounder. Yes! That's you know that is Oscar bait right there. Anything about <laughs> has to do with HBO Chernobyl. <laughs> Heck, we get the lighting guy from Chernobyl, and we'd be in like Flynn. You get Army Hammer <laughs> playing Flounder here. Um, I don't know if we need a supporting cast. Maybe we could get like the six kids, but have them all played by. Um, going back to Seth Rogen and his crew, I think we get the adult cast of Freaks and Geeks to play Perfect. Flounder's kids here as like a metaphor or something like that. This is good. This is good. This is Oscar worthy. <laughs> should we put Judd? Should we get Judd Apatow in on this as well? If the Freaks and Geeks kids are going to be involved, he can executive produce. We'll give him like eighty-five creative say on the story. Okay. Um, this is good. All right. Uh, just call it Flounder. Okay. So, uh, animation looks bad. Oh my gosh, these new polar animals. Why? Uh, Penguin and the walrus. Yeah, so tell me, fill in my gaps with them. What do I need to know? As but you someone... skipped through all of it? I saw them, and I knew they would irritate me. So instead, I... um. Instead, I ate a couple pieces of chalk. <laughs> rather than so the yeah. the 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 penguin one, he's like a Timon kind of guy. Yes, I got those vibes. And the walrus one is a Pumbaa kind of guy. Mm-hmm. But besides that, they both they both suck. 
Uh, their personality trait is that they mess everything up, and no one likes them. They mm-hmm. want to be heroes for some reason. You know, the relatable childhood thing. You want to be a hero. Yeah. And uh, that's when they that's that's why they save her at the end when she's going to drown to death in a uh, Ursula's crazy sister right. cage. Yeah, she almost dies. She almost uh, like bad things almost happen to her. It's almost frustrating that they save her, I think. Well, yeah. Like, they shouldn't be allowed to do that. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, they're her sidekicks for pretty much the entire shindig, right? Yeah, once they're introduced, they become like the focal point of the movie. And they help her steal the trident because they like don't know any better, right? Yeah. No, they're idiots. Yeah. <laughs> they're just your classic buffoons. Mm hmm. Um. Yeah, it's like weird because then I feel like a big moment is okay, and then Ariel's gonna go re mermaidify herself, right? And she goes down into the water to do it, and like we get literally thirty minutes of like Ariel complaining to her dad about like, oh, like we gotta find Melody, like what's going on? This is so sad. This is so weird. Um, my daughter yeah where's my daughter and then my daughter steals the trident bada bing bada boom we have the exact same finale uh scene by scene cut by cut as the first one and then uh melody takes it back right yeah she uh she steals it back she climbs up like an ice thing yeah i would consider this a height but when I was watching it, I thought this is a we're looking at a height right now, right? She does fall down and almost die. Yeah, so it's that's why it it's mostly counts. scary. Yeah. Um. So I did I did pull it up just now to uh review <laughs> <laughs> to review this. Um. And it looks like what ends up saving Melody is that she doesn't have fins. Uh, the sea witch says, uh, the end begins for all of you with fins. To which Melody looks down and sees she has feet and is like, okay, I got this. But, uh, we'll see that the sea witch has, like, essentially killed Eric. Uh, yeah. You know, I think that's okay, though, right? Like, he wasn't doing much. I'm trying to gauge the part where, okay, so Eric is what? He's, like, hit by a boat. Oh, no, it's the shark. Yeah, it's the shark. Okay. Um what a silly time. They're all rough. Sebastian is very heavily involved in all of this. Do you like that about him? Do you like his presence? No. No. Me neither. I want him gone. Yeah, I liked him. I like him a lot in the first one because he's like So in this, he's essentially banished for life. When King Triton right at the beginning is like, you're going to keep an eye on Melody. Yeah, you're not allowed to be in the ocean anymore. Yeah. Like, go do your best as a sea creature living out of the land, like, up uh, above the water. Okay, thanks, bye, says King Triton. Um, okay, Ren. Any, uh, what else do we got here? Anything else with this? The ending is horrific. Where they're all, like, they all sing in the water. 
Come on, everyone, jump in. Yeah. Um, Look, we like her now. She's not weird anymore. The fish she talks to talk back. Yeah. To us, it was weird. We were the we were the weird ones the whole time. Yeah, I think Melody's still gonna have a rough go at life. Personally, that's just my my own take. Yeah. Um, anything else as I scroll through? I don't see much else that I wanted to talk about. Um, the the god awful duet between Melody and Ariel when Ariel's back in the water and Melody's like in the Iceland. Pretty much all the music went in one ear and went out the other for mm-hmm. me. I, I've retained none of it. Yeah, it's brutal. Because um, it was just trying to replicate in a way that was like disingenuine to the source material. It's very yeah. insulting. And the animation like is bad. It's notably bad. Um, it feels like I'm watching animation from like around... Uh, I would say like a Sunday night cartoon, like something that, but not even like, I don't even know, like not even in the style of like, it's not stylized in any way that makes me think that, but like, it's, it's just feels cheap. It feels like so low effort and so low quality. Um, We might be reaching the point where these movies start to look really bad. Yeah. Uh, But that was like, it was noticeable, especially going from, um, I mean, last week it didn't necessarily look bad, but there wasn't much to make look good other than the keep dancing number, which they blew their budget on. Yeah, like it was like otherwise like acceptable and watchable. You're not going to notice anything off, really. Yeah. Besides like some faces. Yeah. Um, Ren, do you want to hit us with some reviews from Little Mermaid? Yeah, I do. Okay. To Return mm-hmm. to the Sea. So uh, tonight I have one 10 out of 10 review and two 1 out of 10s. Also was appropriate. Wait, one, two, what, what do you have? I have one 10 out of 10 and two 1 out of 10s. Okay, so you grabbed the only one 10 out of 10 review that you could find. Oh, um, it wasn't the only, Bryce. <laughs> awful. All right, let's <laughs> let's start. Actually, you want to sandwich it? You want to do a 1 and then a 10 and then a 1? Yeah, that's perfect. Okay, great. All right. Okay, so this is by Classic X Attraction. The worst Disney sequel I have ever seen in my life. One out of ten. This movie makes me want to throw up every time I see it. If you take the first movie and reverse the plot, Ariel wants to leave the sea, her daughter wants to go to the sea, take the same characters and give them new animals and new names, and then throw in crappy animation and the biggest suck factor possible, you get The Little Mermaid 2. It's basically a copy of the first movie with a reversed plot. I'll take you through the horror of it step by step. These are the people from the first movie. First of all, Prince Eric is still Prince Eric, with about three lines in the whole movie. Ariel is uptight, annoying, and not the carefree, headstrong individual we saw in the first. In fact, she is the opposite. Sebastian is still Sebastian, only less cute, less convincing as being stressed out, and the jokes just aren't funny anymore. Flounder has about two lines. He now has kids, and he talks with a dumb nasal voice. Scuttle is still dumb Scuttle, only not funny. King Triton, character is probably the best. He still retains the intimidation and love for his daughter, Melody. Ariel and Prince Eric appear not to give a hoot about their daughter. Like I said, 
all they did was use characters from the first movie and copy them. This is what they did. Ursula, the new evil villain, is Morgana, Ursula's sister, who feel like she always lived in Ursula's shadow. I wouldn't be scared of her if she showed up at my doorway with a knife. She can't do anything right, and she's a failure as a villain. She has the same voice Ursula did. Sebastian and Flounder have been replaced by probably the most stupid sidekicks, Tip and Dash, a walrus and penguin. They try to be heroes, but always fail when trying. The plot is so predictable. They become heroes at the end. Yawn. Flintstone and Jatsim, now replaced by a shark who was turned into ten times smaller by Triton. He's really bad, too. Morgana and the shark, Sharkbait, I think his name was, have no chemistry, good or bad. Ariel, ah, Ariel, our lovely mermaid, was replaced by her unlovely daughter, Melody. Melody cannot sing. Her voice is about two octaves higher than it should be, and you want to punch her in the face because she's so fake sugary sweet. She wants to go to the sea. She is clumsy, and the kids make fun of her. She has to go find herself. Yawn. Not only is the movie boring and unoriginal, it's so simplistic when you watch the movie, you will gasp at how bad it is. Certain parts of the movie make you want to call Disney up and demand why such a horrible movie was made as a sequel to such a wonderful movie. Basically, comparing The Little Mermaid 2 to The Little Mermaid is like comparing and Ed Wood movie to Casablanca. Don't ever watch this, not even if you're bored. Oh my. Um, Ren. Yeah? I'm left wondering one thing after hearing that review. Mm. Uh, <laughs> does Ariel bang out of order? Ariel, you bang out of order? Okay. <clears throat> uh, what's, uh, who gave it a 10? Colwell. Oh, Colwell. Cole Unwell, am I right? You got it. Okay. Uh, Love and Magic Grow After the Fairy Tale. They were wed and lived happily ever after. Of course, this is great fare for the kids and teens. This is to the grown-ups. The Little Mermaid is now multi-generational. Ariel's dream is fully realized. The quintessential air-breathing princess, wife and mom, now has a daughter for the current generations of kids and teens to relate to. Those dissatisfied with the sudden ending of the first movie will enjoy seeing that, contrary to the fairy tales, life's best should and can occur after the and they, they were married and lived happily ever after event. The Little Mermaid 2 clinches it. Adults will forget the implausibility of the biology. It's sheer fun to see how Eric and Ariel have grown even closer in married life. They support, touch, yes, and smooch, frolic, and fight together. Naturally, there's a tough mother-daughter conflict, and there's a satisfying ending that will totally amaze you. The story editing hangs together quite well, for those who care. I was always hoping that Disney would bring up a sequel to The Little Mermaid, and happily, Disney has lavished tons of care and attention on this product. The wait was worth it. The DVD version is easy to navigate, and allows you to go straight to the movie. Both The Little Mermaid 1 and 2 could benefit with in-studio interviews with the lead animators, and particularly the great vocal talent Jody Benson and Tara Sharandoff, Samuel Wright and Pat Carroll. Are you listening, Disney? I sincerely hope that more great follow-ups are in the works. Unencumbered by the Hans C. Anderson storyline, this one touches on such a wide spectrum of relationships and themes, has such heart, comedy, and action, it's going to attract thousands of adult fans as well as teens and little ones. 
The Little Mermaid 2 is artistically and story-wise true to the original film, but breaks out entirely on its own. You can plainly see the heart in this film, not only in its story, but in the animation and articulation as well. Watch the facial expressions, the eyes especially, and body language. Musically, it gives notable tributes to Broadway musical giants Alan Menken and the late Howard Ashman with hints of part of your world interwoven with a wealth of new and original toe-tapping beats. The backgrounds, color schemes, and character styles are rich enhancements over the originals while still consistent with the original world. If you haven't seen the first one, shame on you, but this movie stands so much on its own, it won't matter. We've had it 24 hours and seen it six times. No kids in this household but my wife and I. Okay, that's embarrassing. <laughs> this is the only IMDb review they've ever written. Wow. They, they watched it and they were that impassioned. years ago to write this review. No. No. No, 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 no. Um, this was a bad movie, right? <laughs> No uh, kids here, my wife and I. Imagine, like, and I can't imagine watching this, because he's like, ignore the first one, like, this one's good too. Like, if you had to watch either of them, it doesn't matter, because they're both fantastic. Equal. No. No, 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 no. 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 Alright, Ren, hit me with the last one. Alright, this one's by Rebo-chan. Suddenly, I have a craving for seafood. Well then, Thank you so much, Disney, for destroying the fond memories I used to have of my former favorite movie. I was about five when the original movie came out, and it was one of the first movies I remember seeing. So, now that I'm 16 and feeling masochistic enough, I decided to rent the movie. Thus, I managed to poison all my memories of the original movie with this sorry excuse for a movie. This movie takes everything that made the original endearing and wrecks it right down to the last detail. In this movie... Ariel and Eric celebrate the birth of their daughter, Melanie, and go to show her to everyone in the ocean, Broadway style. After the musical number ends, within minutes, the sea witch Morgana shows up and threatens to kill Melanie if Trident doesn't give up the trident. Thus, he gives it up without even a fight. Eric stands there gaping, though Ariel figures out how to use a sword and save Melody. Morgana escape, so Ariel and Eric decide that Melody should never go near the sea until Morgana is caught. Well, uh, nothing of note really happens. Eric is a total wuss. He never really manages to do anything. Ariel sort of does something. Melody manages to screw things up. Plus, the animation is a new low point for Disney. The computer graphics wind up clushing with the backgrounds. Every single opportunity for character development is wasted. The songs bite. Look, don't waste your time. I'm pretty sure even the little kids are going to be bored out of their skulls with this, since nothing even remotely interesting happens. They won't want to sing the songs. If you manage to find a copy of this, throw it out into the ocean and hope that nobody ever finds it. Ever. Ren, her name was Morgana. <laughs> Ursula's crazy sister. Right. How about Man. Rhaenyra's crazy uncle, though? What about his the crazy uncle? Rhaenyra's crazy uncle. Yeah. Um. So I believe the talk is, are you team black or team green? Yes. And I don't know if... um. 
So I I don't think anyone in their right mind, based strictly on the show, could be Team Green. Unless you're just like an agent of chaos. <laughs> I could I, see agents of chaos being Team Green. I could also see contrarians being Team Green. But because uh, you, I, like, I think the I I am Team Black. Okay. All of a sudden done. Yeah. I'm like very firmly Team Black. Uh huh. With Team Green, though, like, they are, like, undeniably the underdogs of the story in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. Like, in the books, it's very clear that George prefers Team Black in literally every way imaginable. Well, in the show, it seems that way, too. Like, the show has actually toned it down. The way the show is doing it is just, like, to me, it's the lip service you have to give your main character. Mm -hmm. Like, no matter what side you're on, at the end of the day, Rhaenyra is still the main character of the story. Yeah. She's got to like, be. Of course, of course, the show is going to be more sympathetic towards her. Yeah, I think that she is. Um. So I think, like, of the two, I don't know. Like, would this story be more interesting if portrayed slightly different from a true like one versus like if they were presented um like on even playing fields or is it more interesting that to your point it is like she's the underdog like she is it's her odds are stacked against her um in so many ways i think the best thing that she has going well she has a lot potentially going for her but it's all like you know if if allison succeeds it's because something like bad fell upon Rhaenyra's. Yeah. Right? Like, those are the two... Uh, it's just Rhaenyra. I always had an S there. Right? It's just Rhaenyra? <laughs> it's, it's just be- Rhaenyra. Yeah, it's because of, of Daenerys. That's why. I always add the S onto her name. Um, But it feels like... Like, that's the condition. Is it's like, for Allison to win, something bad needs to happen to Rhaenyra. And, like, that's how it has to go. Yeah, um, basically. And it's like... So... It's not necessarily like Allison winning because of, I mean, maybe it, it'll, it would be because of like something skillful she does or something like that, but it doesn't feel like there's anything that can happen at this point that feels like it's really sheeted anything. Yeah. If that makes sense. Um, Another fun week in Westeros. Another really fun week. I'm liking the uh, adult actors a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm liking them too. It, it does add definitely a level of maturity to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it then in bringing in the kids, uh, it makes their immaturity seem, because uh, like, it makes their immaturity seem like that. I don't know that much more like immature. Like they're kids. Yeah, they're the kids of the show. They're gonna be the ones that are constantly making mistakes and learning from it. Um. And facing some very severe eye-losing consequences, Ren. Oh, absolutely. Um, Do you think Aemon had it coming? Yeah. <laughs> and it sucks. It, like, it's poor form. Yeah. You, sh- you don't just steal a dragon. No. No. Finders Keepers was literally his excuse. After their mom just died. And one of them has no dragon? Awful. Awful, awful awful um and that's like that's what i'm saying like it's making them 
I get them from the underdog perspective, but they're also hard to root for. Usually the underdog is someone who like odds are stacked against them, but you like they have likable qualities. And yeah, Team Green right now is pretty much like the unlikable characters. Yeah, like across the board. You got Kristen Cole over there uh, who, you know, ruins weddings left and right. Uh, Alicent, who, like, she's, she's vile. She's truly vile. She's on another level now. Um, she has, uh, is it Lenor? Laris. Laris. Laris, who, uh, organized the burning of his brother. Aaron Hall. Yep. And then the kids, one of which is, uh, you know, public offender. Uh, and the other one is, you know, Dragon Stealer. Like, it's not a good look. At all. She has her weird bug daughter, at least. Oh, yeah. She She's why we'll all be Team Green in the end, however. <laughs> I hope so. I can't wait. <laughs> this is her story, is what you're telling me. This it's is funny. <laughs> mm-hmm. Team Green really is, like... Just reprehensible characters. Yeah. But, like, for their credit, I do think that a lot of them become the most interesting characters in the story by the end. So, and these are, like, these are our characters for the show's run, right? Yeah, we're we're getting a final time skip in Season 8 to get, like, the final, like, kid characters. Like, Aegon, Aemond, Luke, Jace, uh, Reyna, and Baylor are all gonna get one more set of actors, and that'll be it. In Episode 8? Episode 8, the next okay. one. I thought you said season 8, and I was like... Oh, no, no, no. I was like, so what? Next, next episode, we're going to... Ha- so next episode, we're going to have the full cast. We're basically going to be, like, where we need to be for things to begin. Yeah, proper. that makes sense. And I, I, I don't confirm deny, but I can assume that we're getting finally to the point where we can say goodbye to our uh, long-leash-living king, uh, Viserys. So I'll be I'll be honest. I I honestly thought he would have been gone by now. Like, man, he's just kicking. He's really kicking. I love it though. I love that he's still persisting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh he really he should have been dead so long ago, but he's here. One leech after another. So um let's check in with the were the Maesters up to anything this week? Not yeah, they really, were. Right? No, what, they what were. were they, they were stitching up eyeballs and wrists is where we oh, saw yeah, them. Oh, yeah, they stitched up Rhaenyra. That's right. Yeah, we saw them stitching They're that stuff up. They're on your watch. You, you really don't trust them. They're hysterical. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think it's important we check in with them every week. See, you know, question what they're doing. You know, maybe his eye they, wasn't they, completely they lost. They this week, I think. That, to, to my surprise... To my surprise, they did, you know, they patched them up nicely. Not not always their cup of tea. Maybe these were the, um, where were they? What was, what was that place? They're on Driftmark. Yeah. So maybe it was a, a the Driftmark maesters that were better at this. The King's Landing ones you gotta worry about. <laughs> I worry about them. They would have just offered him a little sip of something. Bowl of maggots. Yeah. Yeah, put your eye- Yeah, put your face in these maggots. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think that's gonna fly. Yeah, um, they were fun. They were, uh, it was 
it was good. Let me think about what happened here. We had we started with Lena's funeral. Yep. She's what do you think about that? She wasn't really like a big character. Like, did you feel much emotion from it? Um, I felt more emotion from the characters' reactions to it. Me too. That's where the emotion came from for me. Yeah. And I think that's fine. Um Yeah, me too. Yeah, I uh thought it was interesting to see um kind of like also the queen that never was, like her feelings we're finally getting to see towards um Rhaenyra and that it's so mistrusting. Um and her son running away. Is who is he? Laris? Lanor. Lanor. Laris is uh Allison's that... uh henchman. Yeah, I got them mixed up, I think. Because I'd said Lanor last time. Oh yeah, Lanor is kinda like the big thing of the episode, I guess. Yeah. And that he he gets a rare knock on wood. We might see him again. But what it seems like a rare Westeros happy ending. Yes, and this is a very definitive change from the books, too. Mm-hmm. So in the books, he dies here, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah, so in the book, Rhaenyra and has I'm him very... killed. Huh? In the book, Rhaenyra has him killed. So in the books, it's never said that Rhaenyra is the one who does it. Yeah. Carl does kill him. And mm-hmm. Damon is suspected of being behind it. Yeah. Like, the implication is that Rhaenyra did do it, like, obviously, but it's never, like, said like that. Yeah. Yeah. But and I, I like this change. I like Lenor as a character. I hope this means we'll see him again. I... Mm-hmm. It would... It would Like, I know he's not in the rest of the books, and there's not really, like, a way to... I don't know. There could be ways to implement it. You could, like, replace any, really, character with him, I guess. Like, I'm curious how far they're going to take, like, a change like this. Because this is, a like, a huge, like, instrumental change. Well, I mean, it, it might seem it, but also the way it pitched it was, like, go away somewhere, no one will ever know who you are. So That's true, I guess. It, like, it could be, if it's never, if it is never addressed or brought up again, I don't think and it's... And it's clearly just that, and it's nothing worth, like... Yeah. Over. Although it does, it does say something interesting. I think about the characters behind it, both Damon and Rhaenyra. In that, um, in this, they are willing. Um, it's almost like a sacrifice, of like you know, people are probably because they acknowledge people are going to talk about this. Um, and of course, the queen that never was, who's already mistrusting of Rhaenyra, who finds her son, alleged son, in the fire. Like. You know, it, there's probably still going to be some splashback and uh, issues for Rhaenyra and Damon down the road. But that's a very good point. Yeah, uh, but they did it knowing knowing that there'd be issues to come of it, and still did it to get him to you know live a life that might make him happy, and honestly, might make them happy. Maybe. I don't know. Happy is not the term to throw around, but it's all relative in this yeah. universe. Yeah. Um I really mm-hmm. liked the scene uh Corliss and Rainey's were having by their fireplace mm-hmm. where they're discussing legacy, and she's talking about like the importance of blood, and he's talking about the importance of a name. Yes. I thought that was just such like interesting perspective from both of them on how they're interpreting Rhaenyra's like 
illegitimacy crisis. I guess is the best way to call it. So which which do you find to be more important, Ren? Blood or name? I think I can see where Rainey's is coming from, from mm-hmm. like a Targaryen dynasty perspective. Yeah. I think Corlys has like the more, I don't know. I don't know, because the thing, the thing with Corlys is that like, I feel like he's not really coming at it from a point of kindness. No. Like he's treating the grandsons who are his, like his grandsons, which is good and like morally upright. But I feel like his perspective is a very Tywin-esque one. Or, like, it's more important to uphold the family's reputation than for it to be, like, truly legitimate. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree. Um, mm-hmm. And I think about when it comes to, like, upholding a name, especially in this universe, it's like, and in this moment, the name is important, but if he's worried about the history books, you know, the history books also gonna mention that, you know, it was found eventually potentially mm-hmm. that the kids weren't hers and is that worth it you know uh, is that worth having your name on i don't know versus in this case blood is just all right we're like kind of giving up on that on the idea of our name being going far there and sticking to what we know so um yeah i thought that was a good conversation um damon is invited back to king's landing he always has a place on his brother's court which is great isn't that really great would you go back if your old sick dying brother asked you to if yeah i'd go back like jordan Jordan, like in deep stages of leprosy yeah ask you to come back to pelham would you there's always a place on my court here in pelham yeah i'd go uh i probably would uh but this is like i i think where he ends up is really interesting uh like i don't want to i mean maybe probably gross as well um but he so in this situation, Rhaenyra becomes queen. Is he king? Yeah, he'd be king. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Wow. He played 4D chess and everyone else was playing checkers. And he won. <laughs> Gross. Gross. Do you, <laughs> did you find the wedding romantic? I, I mean, no. It was beautifully shot. It's very it weird, Ren. Shot. Right? Like, it's... This show is weird. I don't think anyone... I mean, people might. People aren't gonna usually probably admit to being like, I'm rooting for Damon and Rhaenyra. Yeah. Right? But There like, are an alarming amount of people who currently are. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it's... Game of Thrones is so weird because it's like, they show you so many twisted things. And you end up watching it through a lens of, like, is this the worst of the worst things? <laughs> like, you know what that I mean? That's exactly what happens, though. Um, And so, and especially in the world where you're rooting for Rhaenyra, and even though Damon is, makes a lot of really not great choices and decisions, he they've still constructed him in a way where he's also rootable. 
like so when you have these two characters that you're rooting for that are now together and they're related it's like where does that leave you as a viewer like you're uncomfortable rooting for them but at the same time it's like it's taking us right back to the end of game of thrones john and danny yeah see i so that was uh that was not a relationship i ever cared were they like direct cousins they're uh aunt and nephew aunt and nephew yeah that was like a relationship i never cared too much about or put too much like investment in but where this this feels like a focal point to the show in this like in um in the in game of thrones like uh cersei and uh jamie jamie yeah they were you know through the whole thing and I felt like because they were people that you didn't like, that was like an added element of like, oh yeah, that's something that you don't like about them. They're the bad guys who do incest to each other. Yeah. Yeah. And now we got Game of Thrones making it like the good guys who do incest together. Like, <laughs> it's weird. Game of Thrones is a messed up place. It is a, it's not a place I'd want to live in. I I mean I said it a few weeks ago I wouldn't last long on the streets at night in King's Landing. <laughs> that was not my cup of tea, there. So speaking of night, what did you think about the dark scenes in the episode? It's getting a lot of criticism online right now. The dark scenes, like scenes at night. People are saying it was too dark again. Oh my gosh, I did not think that. I don't was... think people watch television properly. I don't, I don't get think it. People turn off the lights in their room. I don't think they calibrate their TVs correctly. Yeah, what are they talking? Are they watching it like on their phone? With like, like the... this must just be people who are in bad, like, environments to be watching something. Mm-hmm. And just don't have the self sense to fix it. No, are you a, are you a captions watcher? I am a captions watcher. Yeah, so me too. Um, and like I don't know if that sometimes helps in these dark scenes to figure out what's going on but like i was fine i i I was good perfectly yeah i don't know what people are talking about uh i've been i've been leaning less and more or i've been leaning more and more away from the conversation around it because i think that uh, i'm starting to see a lot of book and show stuff like bleed together oh yeah people are just very casually and like quote-unquote subtly spoiling things as predictions now yeah so i'm just stay away from pretty much all the subreddits if you can yeah did you so this was funny i think um so the subreddit free folk is notoriously known for like this is where anyone can talk about anything game of thrones yeah but and like that's what it's for but so i again i didn't get into game of thrones until like i pretty much caught up to it at the end so i joined free folk because I was like, oh, this is more of like the Mimi subreddit for Game of Thrones. And then this started and I had to I had to leave there. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> everything was, you know, they didn't want anything to be ruined for me. And they so. spoil stuff there like pretty like they have like no spoiler policy. No, exactly. Because that's their thing. That's their whole shindig, um, which I, I had no clue because I didn't. I still remember when Free Folk was created. Mm hmm. Uh, it was at this. It was right before season five. Yeah, the first four episodes of the season leaked online, like weeks before the season premiered. 
So, like, I had watched all of them before it premiered and then had to wait, like, six weeks for yeah. a new episode. So that's why the subreddit was made, was to, to discuss those because the, the main Reddit didn't want to acknowledge them. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, as the series uh, got closer to the end, it got progressively memeier. Like, it started being used for, like, leaks specifically and, like, uh sharing spoilers from, like, screen previews. Yeah. And then by the end of season eight, like... The whole show leaked completely, and they just went into full meltdown mode and yep. never really recovered. Yeah, man. Um, well, I'm excited to see what happens with these with these characters. Um, what was I gonna say? I don't think I was gonna say anything. Um, I'm ready to rate the Little Mermaid. Ready to rate the Little Mermaid? Yeah. Yeah, let's write the Little Mermaid. Let's write the Little Mermaid two. Return to Sea. Mm, what a bad name. We never really even talked about that. It's just Return to Sea. Lena returned to Sea. She did. She did. Dracaris. Actually, she didn't. Well, she did Dracaris, but she did get Dracaris. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like... I can't wait to see the final actress for the kids. It's me. I've been cast. You're playing Amund. Uh, yeah, they got me for Amund. I said, <laughs> of course, I'd be happy to Amund. All right, Ren. Um, I gotta. Let's see, a three. This feels on par three. with Pocahontas two. I give Pocahontas two. I give Pocahontas two a three point five. Yeah. Uh. uh... Oh, I'm yuck. gonna give this one. Yuck. Let's see. Is this better or worse than Beauty and the Beast: The Enchanted Christmas? I think it's better. Yeah. This one. Uh. All right. So it's better than that. Is this better than Ducktales: The Movie Treasure of the Lost Lamp? No. No. Yeah, you're right. I'm gonna give it a two. That was a bad movie. It was watchable. It was a bad movie because it kept my interest the whole time. <laughs> That's what made it so bad. And Lady and the Tramp 2 Scamps Adventure is gonna... is It's the same vibes of this, right? Lady and the Tramp now have a kid. Jesus. And yeah, the kid is gonna take kid. take main focus. Only, uh, only one month until Hunchback 2, though. That's not something to look forward to. Are you familiar with Hunchback 2? I'm familiar with Hunchback 2. Okay. That's gonna be a bad one. That one's rough. Yeah, they all look rough. If the more more you look down the list, the only thing we have going for us is the Lion King one and a half, and maybe Mickey's Twice Upon a Christmas. Maybe oh, Lilo God, and Stitch too. So I like those end. characters. I like the Lilo and Stitch characters. Me too. Yeah, and it does get. We're gonna. I don't. We'll probably. We'll probably drop off. Right. Know. Do you think we're gonna watch like four, five Tinkerbell movies? We have to baby genius, is it? Yeah, that's what we said we're gonna we do with to uh, Winnie the, the Pooh. We have to Winnie the we have to baby genius Winnie the Pooh, Tinkerbell, and the Plains movies. Yeah. Oh boy. Well, Ren, and everyone, thanks so much for listening. Thanks for coming to our TED Talk. And I hope you have a good rest of your day. See you at Driftmark. Bye, everyone. Bye.